Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today is so fun because I have a new friend, Amy, here. And Amy, I have seen you around town. We just were talking about how we both did the Cleveland Flea at the same time, but I think I came across you after that. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure my mom is a huge fan and (laughs) was the person who introduced me to you. Um, And your beautiful cake pops. And the more that we got to talk over Instagram, I got to learn about the mom side of your life and how you've interspersed your children into your business. Mm -hmm. We also connected over the fact that we have the same trucks. Well, I used to have the same truck. Nissan NV2500. They're the best. (laughs) Not many people know, but that was a car that I drove as my car. We Mm -hmm. had just a regular car and we had that for the mobile boutique and it is so great to drive. So I love when I meet other people who actually know what I'm talking about. Spend a lot of time in my Uh, Nissan. (laughs) It is a good vehicle. And the marketing. You just get to go around with it wrapped and then people ask you questions, which is great. Right. We've had a few customers come in and be like, we saw your van. So we're here. I'm like, perfect, it's working. Yeah, I remember driving on the freeway once and someone from Channel 5 called. They're like, I just saw you driving and I was going to a client's house and they're like, let's, I want to chit chat. And you're like, that's why we paid for the wrap. That's right. It's so great. Um, But I was so excited when we got to connect and this whole season is all about Cleveland mompreneurs. And so I just wanted to get to have a conversation with you about the growth of your business. You added on another truck, you're constantly growing, you have locations, all these things but you're doing mom life as well and you're including your kids in it. And so today I thought we could talk about that, about Cleveland life, how it's supporting you, mom life, how it's going, (laughs) business Mm -hmm. life, how it's growing. So I'm really honored to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So tell everybody, you have told me a little bit about the story about naming the business, the mindset of how you wanted to structure the business Mm -hmm. and how you got into creating cake pops themselves. Why don't you fill everybody in, bring them up to speed on what you do and how you got here? Sure. Yeah. So I, I am a pop artist and Mm, I was not always a uh, professional pop artist. I was actually a high school math teacher. So that is what I was doing, what I loved, what I thought I would be doing for a long, long time. Um, And then cake popping was just like a little, uh, I'd say a hobby to begin with. And then it turned into a hobby that made a little bit of money. And then it turned into a side hustle. And now it is a full-time hustle. So it's the the short and sweet story, pun intended, Mm. (laughs) is my mother-in-law got me a cake pop book because it had a koala cake pop in it. And I love koala bears. Um, So I just made those koala bear cake pops. They weren't a fail, surprisingly. Kept on making them. And then my kids came along after that. So this was about 12 years ago or so. Um, I have three kids. They are 11, 9, and 7, Peter, Charlie, and Daisy. So then I would just use cake pops for their birthday parties. I'd take it into my, take them into my classroom and just continue doing that just on the side, like not making any money really, just for fun. And then in 2016, one of my students' mom saw my like turkey cake pops for Thanksgiving. She was like, hey, uh, can I actually buy some of those? I was like, you, you want to pay money? I was like, oh, okay, like let's do it. <laughs> so she bought some. That started about a year of me just making some holiday pops and selling them to basically people that were related to me or friends with me. And then another year later, somebody asked for a custom order. And from that point, it just kept growing. And in 2018, I sat down with a current student of mine and we actually made it a business. So we got the LLC. We started the Instagram, the Facebook. We had the website. Just made it an actual thing. So that's when it went from to an actual like side hustle. Mm -hmm. 
And people started asking me, Amy, when are you going to stop teaching and uh, cake pop full time? And I'd roll my eyes and think, what a silly question, Mm -hmm. because you can't make a living off of cake pops. And I love teaching too much uh, to quit, which which was very true. And then COVID came and uh, COVID did two things simultaneously. It stripped away the parts of teaching that I love so much. The relational side was just gone. And I knew it was temporary. I knew it was coming back, but it made it still very, very difficult to get through that last quarter at home and deep, deep COVID. And I went back and taught that next school year as well. One day I came home, I was like, hey, like Nate to my husband, I don't know if I want to teach anymore because the flip side of COVID is it made cake pops very, very popular because they're individually wrapped. And also I had more time. I was teaching online so I could really devote more time to the cake pop business. So with those two things, I decided to retire from teaching. So May of 2021 is when I stopped teaching, decided to take on the full-time cake pop life. And since then, as you mentioned, we have a a fleet of vehicles now, two pop mobiles, a pop cycle. We just opened our pop shop in downtown Kent in this past April. We're cranking through about like 2,800 cake pops a week these days between me and my teammates. How many people do you need to help you? 2,800 a week? It's a lot of cake pops. Holy Mm -hmm. smokes. Yeah, we have, usually we're hovering right around 15 pop artists. Now, not all of them are full-time. There's only a couple of us that are. Um, But it is a a lot of moving pieces, and cake pops are, they're little pains to make. So we have it down to a science, but they take a lot of time. So we need a lot of people, and I have the best people working with me. I I wish I would have known you. So 2016, we got married, Mm -hmm. and I've how have I not told you this before? I'm just piecing it together, mm-hmm. mom life. So cake pops are like a strong part of my husband and I's story because oh, really? we met November 5th and his birthday was November 15th. Okay. And so we were in college. And so I was like, oh, I have to do something for him. Like I know him, I like this guy, but uh-huh. you know, we're not dating or anything yet. So I huffed my way. We went to Miami. I huffed my way uptown and I went to Starbucks and they had cake pops. Excellent. And that's what I gave him. So for our wedding, that was our favor. Oh, I love that. So I made... All you of. made them. Oh, how'd that go? Tell me about it. <laughs> we invited like 275 Oof. people. I think it was like 215 came. Uh-huh. And yeah, I made all of the cake pops and I was like, never again. I don't think I can look at a cake pop the same. Like it's, I love that you say pop artist because it's so mm-hmm. true. Like mine did yes. not look like art. <laughs> they try. I'm going to have to find a picture and I'll show you because yes, you'll be please. like, oh, that was cute to try. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was Yeah. <laughs> We but did. dipping the chocolate in the mm-hmm. with the thing they put the stick in so whatever yeah. sticks and I was like oh my gosh I can't and it's a lot we do a lot of like workshops and parties we also yeah. have like a, a tutorial video online of how to make oh, cake cool. pops and people always ask me they're like why are you giving your secrets away aren't you worried that people will like not buy Daisy Pops because mm-hmm. they know how to make their own cake pops I was like no no it never works that way <laughs> people will try to make them be like oh my goodness this is so hard like they still taste yeah. great but they just don't look great. Right. And it's a ton of work. It's so of work. people usually just continue coming yeah. right on back to Daisy Pops. Yeah. Well, and I think that's so true. Like the, that art form of it mm-hmm. to be able to, well, and all the beautiful designs, like you said, a turkey. Yes. <laughs> uh, mine were round and I put sprinkles on them. That right. was the extent. There are stages. Uh, yes. There. Yeah. You have to learn. But I think, like you said, it's an art form. And I think that's so cool that you've not only branded yourself in that way and recognize that because some people wouldn't recognize that, right? right? Mm-hmm. As a business owner, it's hard to know your specialty and to give yourself that credit. And I think it's interesting too, because it wasn't that you were an art teacher. Oh yeah, no. Turned Mm -hmm. cake pop, you're a math. So was that a struggle? How long was it until you called yourself a pop artist? Because you are more on the analytical side. Mm -hmm. Much more on the analytical side. Right. Yes. 
I will always tell people that I am a pop artist and not an artist. Mm -hmm. So we actually, we will um, sometimes turn down orders or send people to other fellow Mm -hmm. pop artists in the area if they ask for like sculptural, like hand painted, like these works of art. I'm like, actually that is not in our wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. We make really cute cake pops that taste delicious, but like we aren't going to put hours into this one cake pop creation. So yeah, just like learning those boundaries of what is in our lane and what is not. Mm-hmm. So math teacher to uh, to pop artist, I think part of what has made the transition to business owning perhaps a little a little easier. It's not easy, but I feel like it has been made more smooth perhaps is because of the analytical side of me. I can see so many things like I work in processes. I work in logistics. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that business side, which I didn't have experience with at all, but a lot of it is exactly right. the math stuff, figuring out how to do inventory with spreadsheets and all of that fun stuff. So it's been really, really clutch to have that side of me. And truthfully, a lot of what we do in cake popping, it's it's like one big equation. So mm-hmm. we break it down into the processes, the systems, everything we do is just like, this is how you do it every single time. And a lot of the people that I work with as well, they're all math minded as well, which is really funny that there's a bunch of us mathletes making cake pops. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful that you've created this space because a lot of the times you're one or the other right, right. like mm-hmm. but we're not we're complex individuals who are all creative mm-hmm. and we can all have this analytical side yeah. too mm-hmm. and so I think that's beautiful that you were able to like say come on let's be creative but still do it in a way that works for you and so this one big equation around mm-hmm. making the cake pop is that where your love of it started because you're like oh this is just a math equation that I get to keep I doing think, I think so that's why I do really like the process of it and we just keep refining our processes and making them more efficient and more consistent mm-hmm. you know how can you not mess this up and so we actually use a lot of 3d printing in our business which is tell a us fun about fact. that that's interesting yes. when it was deep covid we started selling make your own cake pop kits and part of that was a little 3d printed cake pop stand where you would put your cake pops oh. and so that's kind of when the 3d printing entered in and my husband had a 3d printer at his work And uh, he was going down there, making it run 24-7, printing these cake Mm -hmm. pop stands. And eventually he was like, I'm just going to bring this back to our house so I don't have to go downtown Mm -hmm. Kent to switch them out. So the 3D printer moved home to us. And since then, we use it a a lot. We actually have four 3D printers in our basement now. And so what we do is we make all of our cake pops as flat cake pops. So they're not the spherical pops that you normally think of. And so we can use our cake pop cutters that we make in the exact right area. So they're always the same size that we can stamp them out. Shapes always used to be such a problem for us because then we'd have to like hand sculpt them and try to figure it out. And like they weren't the same. They weren't consistent. So making them flat and then just having cutters that we can use has made it truly a game changer and has made our efficiency just skyrocket because of that. That's so smart. Do you know anybody else doing that? Doing cake pop cutters there are a lot of cookie cutters like 3d printed cookie cutters out there but i do feel like we're one of the few that is entering into the 3d printing for cake pop specifically and uh, we actually just started selling these cake pop disc kits so it's essentially like a rolling pin with depth guides so you can roll out your cake pop dough to different depths and then different size circle cutters because a lot of people have seen us doing these disc pops instead of the round pops and they're like oh that's way better way easier Uh it takes a lot less strain on your body i didn't think cake popping was a physical activity until i got into it full time i was like oh my gosh my shoulders always hurt like from like because when at that time you were rolling Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yep so yeah rolling and all the steps so we've just 
are always making it easier. And I'd much rather share with my fellow pop artists. I'll mm-hmm. um, be like, here's a kit that can make your life a lot better. So people have really enjoyed that so far. The past couple of weeks is when we've been sending those out to people. That's huge. I mean, that feels like a cool other market here, this like cake pop yes. cutter market yeah. mm-hmm. and getting that. Oh my gosh, it's genius. And I love too how you recognize and keep moving towards what makes you uniquely different Mm -hmm. and that you're supporting others too. Like you said, we are not that type of artist where we're going to do the watercolor painting on the thing. And I know some people struggle, some business owners struggle on both ends, right? There's been for a long time, this more masculine way of doing business where it's Mm -hmm. like, don't let, like they have competition. Don't let anybody know what's going on. And I am more of the community, like you, community over competition. Like there's lots of different flavors. I mean, quite literally with cake pops, but lots Uh of different flavors of people. And what somebody might want is different. Everybody might like ice cream, but some people like chocolate and some people like vanilla, you know, to be able to pass off based on your expertise, I think is Mm -hmm. beautiful. And then on the flip side, I think it's beautiful too. Like I said, that you have this recognition. Sometimes business owners have a hard time of saying, well, everybody else is doing it this way. And like you niche down or, you know, the cake pops that are working, quote unquote, for people who can't see me, cake pops that are working are around. So how could I ever do something different? But it's exactly that thing that makes you uniquely different Mm -hmm. that helps you move forward, that sets you apart from the crowd. Did you ever have any mindset issues with that and struggle with that? Or have you just always been like, yeah, of course I would do it in my own way? Uh, I didn't really struggle with it. We switched the shape specifically of our cake pops about a year and a half ago. I was like, do I like do some trial runs? Do I ask our customers? Do I do any research? I was like, no, we're just going to do it. You know, it's the same product, the same size. Like you should have seen me doing the math, converting the volume, like same volume, but going from a sphere to a disc. I had my calculator out. I was like, haha, I told my students they would use math in real life. And here I am. (laughs) Yes. Um, so yeah, so we just did it and there's only been a couple people that are like, actually we would really not like flat cake pops, which at the beginning we'd be like, okay, we'll make them round for you. And now we're like, okay, we don't do that. We promise we can make them just as cute and tasty, but if not, here's a list of other local cake poppers that you can go to. Mm -hmm. So then it's a win-win. We're staying in our lane, but then also helping out other cake poppers too. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. And do you feel like maybe the analytical side of you helps with the worry of, oh, I'm different or value or because right there you just said that the volume was the same. So that's like, check that box. I I know that I'm still Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. what I wanted, but in my own way. Do you think your analytical brain helps you there? Yeah, I'd say so. And if I find a system that is more efficient, but it doesn't compromise on the the product, we're going to move to that. We're just going to do this back to the efficiency and consistency. Like always, if I can still create a great pop product that is more efficient and more consistent, then we're going to move that direction, Mm -hmm. even if it is not what you'd normally see in a cake pop bakery. I love that. Consistency. I love that you just touched Mm -hmm. on that because I think that that's a struggle in anything, whether you're a podcaster, whether you're a business owner trying to market on social media, whether you're trying to put out your product or do your service for the hundredth time. You put out so many things. And yes, you have a team around you to help you with the accountability and the workload. But have you struggled with consistency? Have you worked through that block that can sometimes come up of like, oh my gosh, I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over again? 
Uh, you know, I feel like as a person, I've just always been a consistent person. I played softball like throughout my entire life and I was not necessarily the best athlete out there, but I was one of the most consistent athletes, which my coaches would always say they appreciated. I think that's just been ingrained in me of how to be consistent. And then also when I have so many people working with me, I had to make our systems consistent. That was a big reason why we actually switched away from rolling the cake balls because nobody could do it consistently. Like even me, like I was like, oh, that's not exactly right. You know, so it's just always how can we make it consistent in both making the cake pops, but then also in just the greater business, you know, world as well as how to be consistent. I feel like on social media, if you just get into the habit, like, okay, I'm going to post. Okay, I'm going to post. And like, if you miss a day, so be it. It is what it is. But if the average is consistency, then you're doing all right. Mm -hmm. I love that your mindset is just like, and if it doesn't happen, it's cool. Like there's no tough emotion in it. Mm-hmm. I am one of those people who gets in flow or like I, I kind of ebb and flow through things or sometimes I'd be like really hard on myself. Crap, I missed this or I should have done right. that or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so cool to hear your perspective of like, it's no big deal. We just move on to the next thing. I remember somebody saying you can juggle all the balls. Balls will drop, mm-hmm. but it's just up to you which balls are dropping at which time. That was like truly fascinating to me, but I'm like, mm-hmm. she's totally right. Mm-hmm. You cannot keep all the balls in the air. So one day, you know, social media may be silent mm-hmm. because I am at my kid's school and doing stuff with them or, you know, it just switches based on what the most immediate needs in business, in life, in momming are. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, let's talk about mom life and how that infuses with your business. So you've obviously named the business mm-hmm. around your daughter. So clearly there is a, a link between your yes. work life mm-hmm. and your mom life. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that decision. I know we've had a little bit of that conversation as well as how you're infusing them in the business. Going back to the naming of the business, mm-hmm. when we were trying to figure out what is a good name for this And I knew I didn't want to name it after myself. Nobody needs an Amy Pops around here. (laughs) So I actually asked my oldest son. I was like, Peter, what about Petey Pops? And he's like, no. And I went straight to Daisy. We are actually Daisy Cakes at the beginning. We did a little rebrand a couple years ago. But it worked out really well because one of her nicknames actually was Daisy Cakes. And then also she's the only girl. She's the only one in our family with an object name. And it is still great because she's really the only one in our family that still loves cake pops. You're like, I I think they're great, but I'm around thousands of them every day. So I'm like, supply and demand, you know. (laughs) But she is all about the cake pops, making them, eating them like helping me go to workshops and such to demonstrate how to make them. So it's aptly named, that's for sure. The kids have been involved. They were, I'd say, probably more involved in the making of them when it was a home bakery. Right. Because it was just easy access. Now they're more involved, actually, in the event side of things. So Mm -hmm. the boys who are 11 and 9, they can – run a cash register like an adult, which is great. So I love bringing them to events because they make great event partners. Um, And I'll I'll pay them. I don't pay them when I pay adults, but I do pay them a little bit and also buy them food and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Daisy, like I mentioned, she loves coming to the workshops and the parties and then she will be my demonstrator. So I will be talking about it and then Daisy's just right there demonstrating because she's done it hundreds of times Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this point. Um, So yeah, it's been really fun to have them involved. And it's nice too to think like they should have a summer job for right. forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they want it. Right. I think it's so beautiful that you've infused them in the business. And I'm curious, have you noticed anything like they wanted to start their own business or you see that because they've had hands-on life experience that they might go into the world a little bit differently? 
Right. Yeah. Uh, it's funny when they talk about like their futures. This is how the rundown goes. Mm-hmm. Peter would like to be the CEO of Daisy Pops. You will run the company. Jackpot. Charlie You've wants your succession plan yes. done. Yep. Charlie wants nothing to do with cake pops, uh-huh. as is his usual life goal. Like for birthday treats, Peter and Daisy will still bring in cake pops. Charlie refuses. But actually, what he wants to do is he wants to work with my husband, who owns his own uh, design company. Oh. And so Charlie is the artsy one. So that definitely makes sense. So he would like to work in the graphic design world. Mm-hmm. And then Daisy would like to continue being the face of Daisy pops just smiling and carrying around cake pops just eating her cake pops yes. doing her demonstrations right. being the namesake yes so I it know. is really fascinating for them to have both parents as entrepreneurs that's what i was just gonna say yes because uh there's one day in the car my husband nate and i were talking about something we're like oh yes blah blah, blah. and i like turn around I'm like kids don't you all want to own your own businesses doesn't it look so fun <laughs> they all just stared at me um, like, but, but it yes right do though right i mean yes yeah, we shall see. Like, I, I keep telling myself, even though it's Daisy Pops, it does not need to be handed down to Daisy. Like, mm-hmm. if she wants to do something else, that is totally fine. Mm-hmm. This is my business, not necessarily hers. Yeah. If she wants it, great. But, you know, just trying to to balance that of, like, we are business owners. Um, we want our kids to see the positives, positives, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you know, they're going to see the negatives, too. So they're going to see the lows and the highs and everything in between because they are just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I love that I didn't realize that about you and your husband, that you're both entrepreneurs. Yes. I think it's so, so powerful. And I wonder too, in like educating the kids and things like that, the experiential learning. So my background, I was raised by a family of entrepreneurs as well. I was a part of my mom's business, my dad's business growing up, same thing. So I've been in your kid's shoes and then I'm also in, you know, our shoes here. And you turned too. out great. So yeah, it all that's what I like out to hear. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> but it made such a difference for me. Mm-hmm. To have gone into the world having already had that experience. Right. I started my first business in high school. Okay. And so I got to go into college with a business card and like doing my own thing. And I, I studied entrepreneurship at Miami. Okay. And so I got to in class just work on my business. And so it was just a beautiful like I, I love experiential learning. I think it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. We're actually deciding to homeschool our kids. And Are so okay. we want to do the experiential learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm just fascinated to hear from other entrepreneurs and your kids are a little bit older too, like seeing what they're interested in. So they're all interested in doing their own thing. Do you see that translating into the way that they're learning in the classroom or out in the world as well? I think that all three of them are pretty good problem solvers. And so I think that is a lot of what they they see. It's like, it's just always like, what's the next fire to put out? And how do we solve this problem that is in front of us? Because we are the ones that have to solve the problems as, you know, the the leaders of our businesses. Um, yeah, and I do think our kids just have a unique perspective of, you know, just just seeing the nitty gritty, but then also seeing, okay, like mom and dad, they have to handle everything that comes their way. So they do handle everything that comes their way. And they see us working together a lot too. I often say that we, I don't know if Daisy Pops would be a thing without my husband because he's been a business owner longer than I have. And so he is just a wealth of wisdom and information, talking me off the cliff. <laughs> and I so, so appreciate everything that he is willing to share with me and help me with. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. And I love this mention of problem solving mm-hmm. because, I mean, of course, that wraps back into your math teacher life. Yep. That's just who you are. And then your husband being a graphic designer, you know, still there's the creativity, but there is that like analytical kind of math piece of that and the rule of thirds. And that's yes. my extent of knowing that. So I'll leave <laughs> there it there. Go. Check it off. Right, Great. Check, did it. But I, I think it's interesting that you said that that's what your kids see and take away. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever thought about that in my journey is like 
of what they learn. I think more about the freedom and the fulfillment. And I think that's a really good point. Again, the creative and the analytical side is you've got to problem solve constantly. You've got to figure out the next thing, the consistency, the motivation, like you got to keep going and find a way to do it. And do you have any stories specifically about how you've seen them problem solve in the real world or uh, maybe a time you problem solved and they were there to witness it all go down? Right. Oh, well, that's a tough question. I feel like it's like a daily <laughs> I know, right? Every day we <laughs> experience problem solving. Really just seeing them in everyday life, you know, just like the little things yeah. that come their way. Or even when they're working with me, my oldest, I can leave him alone for a few minutes. Yeah. And uh, one day, like the square wasn't working. So he's like, I told them that they could only use cash. I kept a tally over here of how many cake pops we sold so that we can enter it in when square is working again. And I was like, all right, there we go. You know, and all three of them will do little stuff like that. This is good to see that they're like, okay, don't just give up. I'll be like, this is hard. I don't know what to do. You just figure out a way to work through it. You know, it might not be ideal, might not be perfect, but you just keep on trucking and Mm -hmm. find some sort of a solution until somebody comes along that can actually solve your problems for you or ask advice of. Yeah. I love this. Don't just give up. I think that's like obviously a mantra for all of us entrepreneurs. I would assume you would agree like this. There is no plan B for me. There's Mm -hmm. lots of iterations on plan A, but this is it. Like doing what I love and being able to follow my dreams and be around for my kids. There is no other way for me. And I think that's great to show your kids too. Have you felt that as well? Yeah. I mean, when I went from teaching to owning this, I was like, okay, game on. Because before I was like, oh, if people stop liking cake pops, you know, so be it. Like, it's a bummer. Like, I'm sorry, coworkers, you know, Mm -hmm. your part-time jobs that I think are fun and give you a little extra side money, Mm -hmm. um, you know, is done. But it's like, it's not a big deal. But then when I was into it full time and like, I was like, oh, okay, it's it's a big deal now. (laughs) So yes, this is now a much heavier burden Mm -hmm. than uh, it was previously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just living that life, bringing the kids along with us. Oh, it's so sweet. And I bet that that's something you'll see more too. Like, again, they are still young, but I Mm -hmm. bet that you're going to see moving forward that springiness, like being Mm -hmm. able to do something and be okay with pivoting and just be able to move in the world differently. Mm -hmm. I think that's the gift of entrepreneurship is that Mm -hmm. we get to think differently, see things differently, and that we're open Mm -hmm. to all different possibilities and, and can move in those directions like a little speedboat, which is nice. Right. When I was trying to decide if I should keep teaching or do the cake popping thing full time, I um, talked to one of my very, very wise friends. He's actually a, a counselor by trade. So like I knew mm-hmm. I was talking to a, a good source of wisdom. Yeah. Um, but he told me, he was like, Amy, he's like, you don't have to think that you're in cake popping for the rest of your life. He's like, you just, your life is in seasons, you know? Yeah. So this could be the next season of your life, which just think of it in like a three to five year chunk. So maybe you're cake popping for the next three to five years, if that's what you decide. And then after that, your next season could be back in the classroom or it could be cake popping or it could be something entirely different. Mm-hmm. And that was really revelation to me because I am one who like once I get attached to something I don't really move far from it like I taught at the high school that I went to Mm. I lived two doors down from my parents where I grew up you know it's just like things like that where I find what I really love Mm -hmm. and then I I stick to it Mm -hmm. hearing that kind of gave me the freedom to think you're right it's fine I'm not necessarily quitting teaching I'm just moving to the next opportunity Um, and we'll see you know if that leads to a different opportunity Mm -hmm. or if I stay where I am now I love how you infuse oh, so many pop puns, <laughs> so many pop puns, pop, pop talk, pop puns, if you will. Um, but I love this concept of nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. I've had that realization a lot. Like I'm a visioner. I'm, you know, that type of dreamer. And also I think about things very quickly so I can see the empire very quickly. Mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen or that I want to happen. Mm -hmm. I think about so many times how much time and effort I thought about where my styling business would go in 10 years, 20 years down the line, like what everything was going to look like. And would I have ever known that I would be here in a, my podcast studio? Like at that time? No. You, so I always think about what's the next fun thing. What's the next mm -hmm. step? Like one foot in front of the other. And if it pivots, it pivots and like, right. cool, it's mm -hmm. just about what feels good now, mm -hmm. but then the consistency as well too. You still got to put one foot in front of the other every yes. day. Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah. And for a very long time too, there was people would ask, Oh, what's the Daisy pops plan? I'm like, Oh, th there is no plan. This is just a side hustle. We just keep making cake pops for the people that order cake pops. That's pretty much it. Um, but now there, there's more of a plan. But I still mm -hmm. feel like when people ask me that question, I'm like, I feel like I'm living the plan of just like making mm -hmm. people happy, bringing people joy with cake pops one day at a time. Yeah. Do you feel like when you said, I feel like I'm living the plan, did you take time to kind of think through your, you know, legacy, vision, mission, why, all that mm -hmm. stuff? Or did it just kind of come to be over that course of time? After I stopped teaching that fall, I actually went through the 10,000 Small Businesses Program oh, yeah. um, through Goldman Sachs. Mm -hmm. And that was my very first introduction to business anything. Like okay. I had never done a business class in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and that was truly, truly helpful in really coming up with a plan, a mission statement, a vision statement. Yeah. I'd never had either of those. So I was like, oh, okay, I have to make these now. Mm -hmm. So that was truly foundational in the business and looking forward. And the big thing that they always say is you want to be working on your business, not in your business. Yeah which was a real mindset shift for me. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. So like I shouldn't necessarily be the one making all the cake pops at this point. I should be the one planning, figuring out where all those cake pops are, are going to or who needs those cake pops. Right. Did that feel good to make that pivot for you to move out, like get out of the weeds of it and like yes. a little more It felt level. great. Yeah. Yes. I uh, usually I'm not touching cake pops anymore, mm -hmm. um, which is bizarre to think like I spent so much of my time making cake pops for right. so many years and now I don't usually make them at all. Mm -hmm. It is always fun when I do get to get back in the kitchen and get my hands dirty or my gloves dirty mm -hmm. and cake pops. Um, but yeah, it is more fun to just like over overseeing, but then also like guiding, like where is it going to go? Like what are the next things we're going to do? So mm -hmm. I do enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I've um, recently read this book, and I think I've talked about it a bunch on the podcast now, mm -hmm. but 10X is Easier Than 2X. Have you seen it? Uh, I've heard of it, but okay. I have not. It was really good. And one of the, my biggest takeaways from that was how do you run a self-managing business mm -hmm. where you do what you're uniquely capable of doing mm -hmm. that only you are mm -hmm. like uniquely best at. And then it's about who else you're surrounding yourself mm -hmm. with to do what they're uniquely best mm -hmm. at and what they love to do most. And that's going to constantly shift. Like you're going to learn, Ooh, I like this specific subset of what I'm doing. And so you mm -hmm. keep growing your team around that. But at the end of the day, you can just kind of do what you do. Or I think of the self-managing too, of like mm -hmm. the business doesn't need me. I have the vision, I have the guidance, but everybody else gets to do what they love. And that's what keeps supporting it. I I think it was a really beautiful concept. I'll have to check that book out. I know. And it has, is. you know, math in there. Yeah. Three oh, times, two times, I'm, I'm all game. You're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very good. And I think it's interesting, too, that you have grown such a big team. Like, that's not an easy feat either. Mm -hmm. But it feels like you've kind of taken on without knowing. Maybe you'll read the book and you're like, hey, this is what I already, this is my life already. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I, I've already I, done it. I think, I think you will be surprised. Mm -hmm. But yeah, did you feel like when you knew that work on and sort of in the business mentality, that's when you started to look at like, okay, let's hire people in. And how did that effect happen? Because teams sometimes can be scary to think about. Right. Actually, because I was teaching full-time, I learned to delegate 
real early on, yeah. which I'm super grateful for because I knew I can't handle all these cake pops because I am teaching full time. Mm -hmm. I'm raising three young children right. at that time. So um, I'm going to have to delegate out. So I started hiring people in pretty early until so, like they they come to my house, you know, like mm -hmm. work in my basement or my kitchen at the very beginning. Yeah. So I feel like I learned, like I said, really early on. OK, I'm going to have to figure out what I I can do and what I can't do gonna have to pawn off on other people right. I think it's so beautiful and yeah I think it's just so important to make that mindset shift and it can be scary to be like "Ooh, I've got somebody else depending on me and yeah. somebody else that I have to make sure there's work for and mm -hmm. did you struggle with that mindset I feel like you have no mindset that you struggle with it's, it's <laughs> no, just so brilliant <laughs> so brilliant to see and hear but yeah mm -hmm. did you have any of that kind of worry or, or uh yeah like over the summer specifically we actually I in my mind I think summer is busy because all the events all the markets and like summer is gonna crazy when in fact it's not because there are no holidays really besides fourth of July so no holidays people like corporations are not making their big orders right then school's not in session so colleges aren't ordering so it's actually pretty slow so there was some weeks where I was like we have too many cake poppers like what do I yeah. do and that was really really tough so I'm like I can't even think of things for us to do to keep everybody busy so I really thought prayed about it a lot <laughs> and I asked some of my co-workers that I knew were in a more flexible life and financial position where like this is more like fun money essentially right. and so I asked them I was like is there any way you'd be willing to be a flex pop artist so if we need you you come in you know if we don't need you then you're off for the week and they were all so gracious and like yes um so that lasted about three weeks and then everybody was back in and we've hired more people on <laughs> because <laughs> then, uh, yeah because then as soon as summer's done the holiday rush is here mm -hmm. so woo, it's been been busy that's impressive you said that that it's not that you don't have any mindset things, that, that you do struggle with things. Is there anything that you would want to share that people might relate to that you're working through or you're like, oh, yeah, I got to work on it time and time again? Oh, so many things. But I think that when people ask me, like, what's the toughest part of being a business owner? I always say it is carrying the weight of everybody else on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. When I was a teacher, it was always nice because if there was a problem above my pay grade, I'd be like, hey, like so-and-so, like in um, the administration team or whoever else, this is your problem now. Or like, can you help me through this? Because I need somebody else who is higher up to help me. There is nobody higher up than me. Than you. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, like carrying that weight um, is daunting. It's nice sometimes because then that means that I can also make the decisions. But, yeah, carrying that weight is a lot. And I am so much of a people pleaser. So especially with my coworkers, I'm always thinking, like, what is the best for them? You know, like, how do I make everybody happy? You know, and on the customer side, too. So the people pleasing, I've had to – kind of like draw, well, I haven't drawn the line because I still struggle with this, mm -hmm. but like where is the line between pleasing somebody, but then also like towing the line, you know, yeah. of being a business owner. Mm -hmm. Carrying the weight of everything as a business owner. And that obviously spills into mom life too. I think that the way that we've shifted now is the true partnership, right? It's mm -hmm. as, as close as we can get to 50-50 and being able to share those duties with our partner, which traditionally is not how it was. And so I think that's super helpful, but sometimes it can feel like double the weight, right? Being a mom. It's like, we've got the weight of, of mom life and we've got the weight of the business. And sometimes we're just like, huh, like we, we feel like we need to, to spread that. And so I think it's beautiful that you have the team, you have your partner, like yes. all of these different places that we can take that off and the conversations to recognize that it's something we struggle with 
but we can let it go. We can try to farm it out, if you will. Right. Yeah. And living two doors down from my parents is also clutch. So, so. let's let's not forget them in this <laughs> this life equation. Yes. They're very, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love that you mentioned the moving out of the house too. So for two years, we did the podcast from our house and then we moved and then we felt like it was time to have a space to bring women to. And so we obviously have the studio now. And that was something that we've noticed too, like having a bit of that separation, it felt good for a while. Mm -hmm. When we talk about the pivot and the flow and the seasons, yes. mm -hmm. felt good for a while to have it at home, to be around, especially when we had two under two and like Oof. nap time and all of that, you needed to kind of be around for it. But now it's nice that I don't have to worry about the kids screaming or coming in or, you know, they want to be a part of it and I want them to be a part of it. But I can kind of pick and choose what parts exactly. make sense for them to be. control about exactly. when your home life and work life mix. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because like you want them to be involved and to mm -hmm. see and to understand. And at the same time, Jack was asking this morning, he's like, can I come? And I said, well, Miss Amy and I have to talk and we have to talk for a while. And so we have to be quiet. He's like, I promise I'll be quiet. And I was like, oh, I would love to. But also I know that you're going to be like, hey, mama, Great. can I do? And yes. I love you for that. But you get to do like let you do some playing right. and you can take some cake pops home. Today, right. Yeah. So, oh, so, oh, so win -win. I need to make all the videos first before I do. <laughs> because those go. cake pops are not lasting to the end of the <laughs> Day. Uh, Amy, this has been such a good conversation. As we wrap up, tell everybody a little bit about future casting. Like, what can you expect moving forward from Daisy Pops? As people listen, we're going to be entering the holiday season. Walk us through yes. all that. Yeah, sure. So holidays are big, big time at Daisy Pops. Mm -hmm. We just planned out the cake pop schedule for the holidays. We plan on Ooh. making around thirteen thousand holiday cake pops. So we actually just started mm -hmm. this week. Um, so yeah, but Wait, how does that work? Tell me how you, how do you prep? Will you like prep and freeze so yes. that you can, yeah, okay. we freeze every single one of you, our cake pops. Yep. And then do you, you freeze completely decorated yeah. or do you decorate? We make them, genius. we wrap them, we freeze them and then we just pop them out of the freezer and, and they're, good to go. they're good to go. Yeah. Amazing. That was a so great discovery. Starting mm -hmm. holiday now. Yep. We start holiday Ooh. now. That's impressive. Yes. So come December, we'll have all the holiday pops out. We actually have three different sets that we always do. We have a holiday stocked pop set. So those are like red and white themed and they are the fun flavors. So there's like hot cocoa, snickerdoodle and a couple others in that set as well. And then we have your traditional Christmas pops, which are super cute. We have a, a Rudolph this year, which I'm oh, so excited about. So cute. Uh, yeah, it's so cute. An ornament, a stocking, a Christmas tree in that set. And then we also have a winter set for those who don't celebrate the traditional Christmas mm -hmm. that are like blues and whites and sparkles. There's like a little, cute little winter hat, a snowman oh. involved in there. So yeah, so any of those sets are available and we're actually just announcing that we can ship nationally now oh. thanks to being in a commercial bakery oh, so exciting. yeah so you can of course come to kent we have lots of different pickup locations mm -hmm. including um the sugar and falls popcorn shop they're one of our partners so oh, they carry right. yep, they carry right. our cake pops and then they're also a pickup location so you can order online and pick up there on the weekends Amazing. so we have a few uh, places like that uh, but if you're too far out to pick up your cake pops then you can ship them or you can ship them to your friends and family makes a holiday gifting pretty easy for your great aunt marge that you don't know what to buy her for her but cake pops yeah. usually are a win i mean who doesn't love a cake pop right? I, I don't know i don't i don't think have you ever met somebody who's you know there's a charlie Gira, actually yeah charlie, charlie. <laughs> my, my own son <laughs> yes that's so amazing well amy everybody can um click the link in the show notes be able to find everything go to the popcorn shop come down and see you and ken and that's then right. the pop mobile and the well will the pop cycle not be out during the holidays um, right? it, it can actually go inside so that's why oh. a lot of people use it so yeah. if you need are having an indoor event we can be Ooh. there with the pop cycle or outdoor event with the pop mobile so yeah you can rent us out 
as well or yeah pop in you can head to our website which i'm sure will be linked yes yeah we do we do lots lots of fun fun popping things mm. i love that we end with another, yes. <laughs> another little fun uh, well thank you so much for being here this is so much fun of course thanks for having me thanks so much for listening to today's episode you have no idea how much your listenership means to me if you love what you heard would you mind leaving us a review It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs' earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to mompreneurco.com studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to one day so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.